This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, February 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. 30 by 30 threat for ag land. Funding opportunity for climate smart commodities. Production costs to squeeze farm profits. Losing ag land to 30 by 30 goals is a concern among farm groups. The California Natural Resources Agency gathered feedback from stakeholders last week over the Newsom administration's plans to conserve 30% of the state's land and coastal waters by 2030. San Diego County Farm Bureau Executive Director Hannah Bay raised concerns about provisions on repurposing retired or fallowed cropland and rangeland for conservation efforts. The county has been at the front lines of urban development encroaching on farmland. We really need to make sure that we are solidifying California production of food so that we don't see empty grocery shelves and we don't end up in a food scarcity issue, said Bay. Victoria Rodriguez, a policy advocate for the California Cattlemen's Foundation, pointed to trust issues with government programs like this. She said the plans lack clarity and transparency with implementing the actions and raise questions over how the agency will work with private landowners. Rodriguez argued the definition of conservation does not include rangeland already under permanent easements. There really needs to be an effort to work with private landowners rather than just acquiring land letting it go to the wayside and not getting conserved, she said. Environmental groups call for converting more conventional farms to organic practices to reduce pesticide use. Vilsack announces funding opportunity to develop climate-smart commodities. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack is in Missouri today. He'll announce that USDA is ready to start taking applications for demonstration projects to help the department develop climate-smart products. We're calling it the Partnership for Climate-Smart Commodities, Vilsack said in an interview with AgriPulse, and noted again it would be funded with a billion dollars from the Commodity Credit Corporation. USDA received over 400 comments on what it initially called the Climate-Smart Agriculture and Forestry Partnership Initiative. Applications will be accepted until April 8th for larger projects of $5 million to $50 million, and until May 27th for projects costing between $250,000 and $5 million. The second category is to make sure that small-sized farming operations and underserved populations are able to participate fully, said Vilsack, who is making the announcement at Lincoln University, one of the nation's 107 historically black colleges and universities. The three- to five-year effort, which also includes forestry, is voluntary, incentive-based, and open to all production methods and commodities. Farmers and ranchers would agree to implement certain conservation practices whose efficacy in reducing greenhouse gases and providing other environmental benefits that would be measured. A broad range of entities, including conservation districts, land-grant institutions, nonprofits, and local or state governments can apply, and they will determine how to compensate competing producers, Vilsack said. 
Production costs to squeeze farm profits. Rising production costs are going to eat into farm profits this year, and it's not just fertilizer that's a challenge. Feed expenses will be up sharply for livestock and poultry producers this year. Labor costs will be significantly higher, USDA economists say in their farm income forecast for 2022. Inflation will also take a bite. Net cash farm income is forecast to rise $1.9 billion to $136.1 billion this year, but that will actually be a 2.1% decline when adjusted for inflation. Fertilizer prices will be 12% higher this year, while feed and labor expenses will both rise about 6%, according to USDA. Now take note, while revenue from crops and livestock looks good, the picture is not as bright for specialty crops like fruits, vegetables, and nuts. Those farms are expected to see their net cash income fall nearly 24%, according to USDA economist Kerry Litkowski. Tighter broadband funding rules sought. Senate GOP Whip John Thune, the South Dakota Republican, seeking to tighten requirements for funding in rural broadband through the Agriculture Department. USDA released $2 billion through the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill for the department's ReConnect program. Under the USDA program, at least 50% of the households in an eligible area must lack sufficient broadband access. Thune is introducing a bill this week that would increase that threshold to 80%. That would bring it in line with requirements for the $42.5 billion in broadband funding that the Commerce Department will distribute to states under the infrastructure bill. Judge clarifies ruling on enforcement delay for Prop 12. California cannot enforce Proposition 12 against any business not in compliance with housing standards for sows that produce pork sold in the state, a Superior Court judge clarified in a ruling last week. The judge's initial ruling delayed enforcement for six months applied specifically to the plaintiffs in the lawsuit challenging the law, including restaurants and retailers. The state has yet to issue final regulations implementing the law, which went into effect January 1. Here's today's He Said It. When Californians go into a supermarket to purchase their favorite treat, they shouldn't have to worry about whether that product might harm them or their children. That Attorney General Rob Bonta issuing a consumer alert about dangerous levels of lead found in dried plum fruit and candy. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, February 7th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Galley.